So, uh, you know what I love? Oh, oh, okay. Hang on. Uh, ice cream. Yep. And monkeys. Yep. And, um, scotch. Yep. And, um, tabletop board games. Yep. And, um, um, miniatures and like painting miniatures. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. I'm looking to get back into it. And, um, seasonal um, things getting, getting freaky in the sheets. (laughs) Don't you've been talking to my wife, haven't you? I, yeah. Yeah. We had our, we had our weekly, our weekly phone call last night just to discuss you and your, your bedroom habits. Sounds like you're doing a good job. Anyways. Hello and welcome. Hello. To the movie man podcast. That is Carl. And this is Brady over here. And uh, what, what, what do you love? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to. Eggnog. Oh yeah. Me too, man. And I was like, as I was pouring myself a glass here before we started recording, it hit me. I think one of the reasons eggnog is so special to a lot of people, myself included, is because it's it is seasonal. Mm. It only it creates it, the it want. Just, it just out of nowhere it appears on store shelves around sometime in the fall, and then as soon as December ends, it just disappears. Well, I know it seems like it's out of nowhere, but if you ask me sometime when we have time to sit and chat, I'll I'll explain supply chains to you. But <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's less magical. And yeah, than it creates. You seem to it think creates it is. a it creates a want. All of a sudden, it shows up. You're not really thinking about it or expecting it. You're walking down the milk aisle, and it's just there. And you're just like, oh man, I haven't had that in forever. I mean, it's only been eight months, but yeah, nine months, but it feels like forever. Man, the fact and that like, I feel, you and I used I feel, to just sit and dr- like we would each have our own liter of eggnog. Oh, we would just watch a movie yeah. and drink a liter so, of eggnog each. That's so gross. Do you that and I'm I'm not feeling this way about Andor, but in, in terms of like Star Wars, the Star Wars content we're getting, the Marvel content we're getting, like do you ever feel like you need a break? You, a break would make you appreciate what you're getting more. Um, I've, I've been feeling that way recently. So people have been saying that about Marvel for a while, that Marvel's like become oversaturated. Yeah. And I didn't really agree. Like, well, no, I didn't disagree, but I, like, I, I wasn't feeling Marvel fatigue um, until like literally two weeks ago, maybe. And I was like, you know what? It's not as special as it used to be. It's not as special when a movie's coming out because there's just, there's always something Marvel happening. Yeah. I don't think I'm there with Star Wars yet. Um, simply because there is a drought when it comes to the films. Um, and there isn't always like there's there's always access to something star wars because there's been there's you know between all the shows and stuff there's such a back catalog now but there isn't always this is literally there's never a moment basically when there's not a marvel thing 
premiering or coming out next week or whatever. Yeah, Star Wars is still Marvel right now. Yeah, Star Wars is still a little more sparse and and Star Wars is also been a little more hit and miss for me. Yeah. I think as so as a lot of people. So there's there's it's, some Star Wars stuff admittedly like I w- I have to and I will get caught up on a lot of it. But like I didn't finish Boba Fett. Mm. right so yeah. because i watched like two episodes and i was like i watched two episodes and then like listened to the buzz that everyone was saying about the other episodes or this the season as a whole and i was just like okay well this isn't worth my time so i think even like whereas with marvel if it's out i'm watching it that's not always necessarily true entirely with star wars and so i think just my own moderation of star wars consumption has kept me from feeling that fatigue yeah i I do get how you know i do get the potential for it for sure yeah so like yeah like star wars is i think a, a really good example of how it's gone from kind of this eggnog separation to this this like now it's just milk uh, we're in that <laughs> it's it's available all the time. Blue we're like episode six, Return of the Jedi came out in '83, so like the year before I was born. So I I grew up with the original trilogy, but I wasn't alive uh, when they came out in theaters. Right. So but you're I not about to tell me that you want of, a I had a long period of time rate. before episode one came out in '99. Yeah. Right. Which I would have been 99. It would have been in grade nine. I would have been 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And then I got to, I got to live that sort of star Wars experience in the theater through episode one through three. Yeah. But then there was another big wait up till 2015 for another film franchise. And in between all that, there wasn't a lot of TV. Uh, not not a crazy amount. No, there between we still had Clone Wars going between original trilogy and Episode One. There were a few TV shows in the earth, uh, in the late eighties that uh, we don't droids, talk about. Ewoks. There were a few spinoff Ewok movies. None of them were <laughs> super great and and memorable. I think I think saying I think referring to the Ewok movies as not super great is quite generous. <laughs> but the, okay, um, so then then we get episode one through three, <clears throat> and we get an animated film that Dave Filoni uh, co-directed and led with George Lucas, um, uh, and then we get the Clone Wars. TV show and a bunch of other kind of some, some TV show stuff in between there to fill it out. But in terms of the market of consuming star Wars material, it's not oversaturated. No. Once Disney has taken control of star Wars, it hasn't become oversaturated to the point of Marvel. I'll agree, but they're trying They're they're trying to get to that point. They want to be there. Like they're, they're trying to put out a movie as frequently as they can. New TV show content as frequently as they can. Um, and it's just, yeah, 
So I don't think I feel like, and I'm just saying, I just thought of this because I was drinking eggnog and I thought, why do I love eggnog so much? And I think this is one of the reasons why, because it's not like milk. I can't, I like, I like drinking milk. I drink a fair bit of milk, uh, but, but it doesn't, it doesn't have the same vibe as when I'm drinking eggnog. And I think well, it's because of that gap. And I think, yeah, there, there's that fatigue. And I, I fear just, just a thought process I'm, I'm having. You're also just a Star Wars lazy fatigue. consumer though. Cause you could make your own eggnog like year round if you really wanted it. I could. Yeah, I could, but, but, who thinks about wanting to drink eggnog in the middle of the hot summer day? You? You don't crave eggnog on a hot summer day. I'm sure you have. <laughs> it's like I'm sure you you've up, been like. You'll end up like, what, what's a, a Ron Burgundy? Oh, milk was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but you're not, I mean, so what is the sweet spot though? Because you're, you're not yeah. telling me that you want a 17 or a 10 year wait between star wars properties for a film i think so for film 17 years you want you don't want so it's been what two years since we've had a star wars film you're telling me you want you don't want another star wars film for another 15 years if i get something with the same quality uh of of one through three yeah get out of my house yeah i would (laughs) i would wait 10 years to, and and just be happy with a TV show he, at once every every little while. I, Man, I don't yeah. even. And I'm and I'm even. like I'm watching a lot of Star Wars TV right now. Yeah, I so maybe I mean maybe it's your own of, fault. You're oversaturating <laughs> yourself. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> the my point, I still would stand either way. All right, that's fair. Uh, we're here to talk about Andor. Yeah, Andor. Yeah, which, which listen, I th- I think that we can, this episode, I think, lends itself to the same format that we used last week, because there's enough Definitely. Like, different Are stuff you, going on. Speaking of, so, uh, well, I think we'll do the same format for today, I think, is that we did last week, too. Thank but you in terms of, like, the cinematography, it, I like I've it. I know. talked I was about watching how it. I don't like it so, I, I know. Oh, quite a bit. I'm not going to I was watching it, it this today. week. I was watching it this week and I was like, I was, I was watching it through the lens of, of Carl going, oh, he's, he's, he's bitching and moaning right now for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But I like it. I don't know. It works for me. And I don't find it that, see, I also like, I kind of had to look for it because I don't find it as, I don't find it that much different than, than any story telling that's got a couple of different plots going on at the same time and only has so you know 30 minutes to to relay it i feel like there's a specific s- sequence of scene cuts here that i think kind of accent what i'm talking about and what i'm okay. complaining about all right so and so th- go ahead this is Compl- so complain like, about the really thing you just said you weren't going to complain about <laughs> well i think this just accents what i my my complaint about the scene jumping all right um there's there's a point in time in this episode uh, we're we're doing episode nine nobody's listening for those that uh, are following along <laughs> there's a point in time where we're in the prison with andor and his 
his uh, table mates and some stuff's happening. And then we get this really quick cut to Bix for like, it's, and she's just kind of shivering in the corner. It's like a five, 10 second max scene. And then we jump right back to Andor in the prison. And really, realistically, only a few, from what I, what, what seems to me, only a few moments have passed. I would be willing to bet a large sum of money that it's longer than 10 or 15 seconds. It wasn't very long. There's I'm no dialogue. It's at least She's just sitting there. To me, the scene doesn't add anything. Okay. All right. And it takes away from like, why, why did we not just stay with Andor here? Well, you're why did we not just get a cut to, to Andor and his table mates a few minutes down the line? Your feedback has been received and I will make sure that it reaches the appropriate. You tell the higher ups. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will. You tell Disney what I'm talking about. Hang on. I don't get it. Uh, It doesn't work for me. Hang on. But anyway. I did a pen. Hang on. Text. Um, Kathleen. (laughs) Uh, So formal here. Text Kathy. And (laughs) tell her. To get her shit sorted out. Love, Carl. Okay. Yeah, I'll send that off. I got you. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. So <clears throat> did you start, did you watch start the with intro Andrew. or did you skip over it? No, I always watch all of it. Yeah. So did you notice something about that the intro was different? Like the recap? No, the, the intro. Or no, the, the actual. Oh, the, no, I the didn't. The title page. No, I didn't. It was different. It was, oh. it was, you know what we were talking about at the beginning? How it was like quiet. We originally thought there was no music and then we kind like, of. Was it visually different like, or just quiet, musically not, different? It was musically different. It was the okay. same title card, but the music had that kind of epic sounding score that we we, oh. we were hoping and wanting yeah and i watch was, star yeah. wars i watch all my star wars things with the with the volume all the way off so i, I wouldn't have <laughs> anyway so uh, it's got me curious like it was noticeably different and the reason i watched is because i had read something that that i think it happened last episode but i had skipped it but the right i wonder if if it's been slightly changing every episode and slowly Ooh. building kind of the way the rebel the rebels are kind of slowly building that's a interesting theory so I, yeah i haven't done it yet i think i might go back and just watch the intro from each episode to see how much like it changes like if it's would. just a drastic change within the last episode or two or if it's like a slowly adding some some new instrumental element each yeah. time well, I'm uh, not going to do that. So report back <laughs> <laughs> and let me know what you discover. We'll do. Cool. We'll do. All right. Uh, uh, let's yeah, start let's, with let's start with Cassian or Keefe or Clem or uh, whatever you want. I was it. thinking we we end with him. Why the episode starts with Miro? I would. All right. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Let's I'll start just with rearrange Miro. all of my. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Just hit that button in your Excel spreadsheet to reorder it. Shouldn't take you long. All right. And remember that Carl is the boss of me. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I got this. So, uh, yeah. So the, whatever you, the, so the episode whatever you starts say with next, Nero interrogating what, Bix. Yeah, whatever you say next better be like you you have fought for this. So this this better start so damn hard and so like you better knock my socks off with whatever you're with about to say. All right. How, did how did you feel about Lieutenant Miro in the first few episodes? Uh, well, like, I said, I said for a while she's been one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, and a plot point that I've been probably more interested in than anything else. Yeah. Would you would you um, say you were kind of rooting for her? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like I was Same. like strangely. I was strangely rooting for her because I was like, Yeah, you're a bad she's, guy. And you want you want everything <laughs> that I don't want, but I want you to succeed because you're sort of an imperial underdog. And, and How did you feel? we can't help but root for the underdog. How do you feel about her now after this episode? Uh yeah. I mean, she's definitely seeming less personable. She's not really. I think now that is, see, here's the problem. We can't help but root for the underdog. She's right. not really an underdog anymore. Like she, with each episode, the more she succeeds in what I wanted her to succeed in, the less I like her. And the less she is that relatable underdog that we all want to root for. Yeah. And I would say I, it's like, I, it's not that I am not rooting for, like I actively like the things she does in this episode make me like cringe. Like, Oh my God. Like you're a vicious woman. You are brutal. You yeah. I don't think she was, cutthroat. She, she wasn't held enough as a baby. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And apparently like I, I, read an interview article article where where she was interviewed and apparently like this is the emotions that we're supposed like bravo because this is exactly what's happening with me emotionally with her character so great acting and writing but like this is how we're supposed to feel about lieutenant miro and her character it's working we're supposed to root for her and then we're supposed to despise her by the end yeah even, uh, yeah, like, you know what, that's in, even... In an interview, like, she said, you're not going to like my character by the end of this. You're going to start liking her, then you're not going to like her. <laughs> I mean, it's such a roller coaster because in some ways I'm like, I was in love with Luthen when this whole thing started. And I wouldn't say I've ever been against him, but there, I, like I've certainly become lukewarm at times. Yeah. And same with Cyril, right? That's been a bit of a roller coaster where you're like, "Oh yeah, go get him." Oh no, you you you're a douche, and like it's just <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like this. It is. It's this roller coaster of like outside of Cassian. I'm like, I don't, I don't really know who I like in this show and who I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Bix has become terrifying, <laughs> like. Her, her yeah. inter or sorry, not Bix, Miro. Miro's interrogation Miro. of Bix, right, right out the gate. It's like, it's not like the character's flipped on a coin. It's like she's she's it's been slowly gradual. revealing those true colors are starting to bleed through even more than before. Yeah, like we saw a bit of it last week. We're seeing even more of it now. 
Yeah, it's definitely been gradual, though. Yeah, <clears throat> like, oh, that that whole torture scene was crazy. Like the the sound, the the empire wiped out in a genocide genocidally. I don't know what the word would be for that. But they yeah, wiped out an entire species. Right. They realized the cries of this species dying was uncomfortable for people. And then they realized the cries of their children, their babies, was, was excruciating for people to hear. They yeah. recorded it, they tweaked it, and now they're using it as torture to get information from people. I mean, that's just good. That's just good interrogating tactics. Oh, that's so messed up. <laughs> Yeah, good for that's them. So messed up. Yeah. And that's not the only messed up thing about this episode. No. It's so crazy. Can like I? The Empire is just like flat out. We don't. I mean, it's led by a Sith Lord. So it's not. I mean, you, it, it's not. Um, surprising. It does, it's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my gosh, that's so Can- brutal. Can I hit you with a hot take that I'm not going to explain until later in the episode, but I'll just kind of like put the worm out there. This is the first episode where, what is this, episode nine? Yep. This is the first episode where, like, each each week the episode ends and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, ready to see what happens next. Mm -hmm. Um. This is the first episode that ends, and I'm like, oh, man, I am jacked. I am ready. I am mm. so excited for what's coming. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll explain yeah, that later, cool. but I just wanted to dangle that worm in your yeah. eggnog. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so we get this crazy Miro interrogation. Following Miro later, she goes back to Coruscant. She gets the, she runs into Cyril, who apparently is obsessed with her now. <laughs> he's like stalker syndrome going on. Yeah, he's going to ask her to prom for sure. She'll say no. <laughs> for sure. Or worse, like his, oh man, he's he's gotten really creepy. He's gone from like obsessive compulsive about rules to obsessive compulsive about rules and and Miro. He's he's going to do something. I hope my he, theory about him is still true where he becomes an imperial well, I think, agent I, of some I kind. I think this episode confirmed that. Do you, I feel like it could swing another way and he could do something absolutely crazy uh, maybe and get himself in a lot of trouble and get himself killed and something try and kill a bunch of other people in the name he of the start, empire he started out in this series as he's always been driven driven is yeah. is a character trait of his that has not wavered no uh, he's always been driven and in the beginning it sort of felt like he was driven in almost an inspirational way, just like a, wow, like this guy is really, he's career focused and he is pretty bureaucratic. Um, and he just really, he, you know, he stands up and fights for what he believes in and what he thinks is right. Now he's 
now we're starting to realize, I think, that he is driven in a scary way, in a in a cutthroat way, but in mm-hmm. a just uh, in a willing to do anything to achieve what he's driven to achieve kind of way. And that's, that can be scary. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why like it could, I think it could, it could swing the, his character could swing the other way where he does something uh, kind of illegal or whatever in, in the name of the empire, something horrible in the name of the empire, but he's not doing it. Or we could, because he's an an Imperial officer. We could reach a point where, like, right now he's driven. And I kind of wonder, is he driven and his motivation and his allegiance is the Empire? Or is he driven and the the so far his drive has aligned with the empire like is I, I he going to reach a point one. he is believes he gonna reach in a rules point where he's, and order and yeah and he sees the empire as the antithesis of that yeah is there going to come a point where the empire gets in his way and is yeah. no longer you know is no longer convenient for him yeah 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 interesting yeah um what yeah, next? so Miro, oh, they Captain, got a lot out Captain. of the, yeah, the, the Miro, they got a lot out of the, the, out of Bix in terms of information. And then they, f- they find out that they've captured, somebody's used the star path unit that was stolen, that Andor had stole in the, the first episode. And that this, they've captured a pilot using it. And apparently this pilot was, uh, trying to meet with um, one of the rebel cell leaders that and uh, that uh, Luthen had mentioned in the last episode, Luthen met with Saul Guerrero, trying to get help for a re- another rebel cell, and it's that rebel cell's leader that this pilot was working for or working with. Mm-hmm. So some interesting stuff there with Luthen coordinating other cells and potentially could end up because now they're setting it. They've decided to lay a trap for the rebels, this rebel cell that Luthen is connected with. And Luthen could end up being captured, not because of Andor, but because of so a different cell entirely. Yeah. Yeah. The plot is thickening. Mm hmm. <clears throat> we get a bit of Mon Mothma this episode again. Yeah, I would say a little more than a bit. Yeah. She uh we get her in the Senate. She's in some uh some potential she's got some loose ends yeah. that might cause some some issues for her. Yeah, people people don't like her in the Senate. She gets openly booed and people denying her. <clears throat> and then we get which, which is interesting. I mean, it's something I think we already kind of knew. So that I don't think that scene added a whole lot. But the, the real interesting thing to the Mothma story was we find out she's related to Val. Not just related. She's a cousin. Yeah, like, like closely related. Yeah, <clears throat> which is really, really, it's like, wow, that is, 
Did not see that one coming. No, but it was it was like a fun. It wasn't. There was two ways that could have gone. It could have been like, ah, really? Like that seems like a stretch. But no, it was like, ooh, this adds. It 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 adds a whole new dynamic between Mon Mothma and Luthen. Yeah, it also makes Sinta's words from last episode hit home a little bit harder now. Yeah. Because Sinta said, no, I, I'm staying here. You have to go. Oh, and, and Val was like, well, what's your story going to be? Oh, I'm a rich girl running away from her her life. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what Val's been doing. That's why it kind of hit Val hard. And yeah. We didn't and she's it. been told, you need to you need to kind of schmooze with the schmoozies for a while because you haven't been doing a good job at keeping up appearances. Yeah. Mothma's trying to help her keep keep her cover yeah encourage her to play royalty again it sounds tough doesn't it <laughs> yeah you need to oh, just man. spend a while and bask in the money that you have yeah like we so every once in a while in, in like north america we throw out jokes about first world problems well this is like first world one percenter problems <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Like, oh no, oh, I have to take a cruise on my private yacht with and be fed, not have to use the fork and knife because people will feed me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds gross to me. <laughs> Some things about rich life, I'm just like, no, I want to do that myself. I'll wipe my own butt. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get, uh, yeah, we get some more Mothma meets with Tay. And uh, she apparently has to now things. The Imperial arm has come down hard on the bankers of the galaxy to the point where if she wants money, she's got to meet with a thug, a goon, a gangster. Someone she doesn't want to be in business with or associated with. And someone I don't think we I don't think we know of. I don't I didn't recognize I didn't recognize it. Um, so it's a new potential new character to the, the franchise. It'll be interesting to see Star Wars actually expanding the universe. <gasps> if you watch the animated stuff, it does it all the time and it's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Animated uh, is second tier Star Wars though, as far <laughs> as like the story goes. Oh, it's not though. Oh, it's not. Oh, I'm not saying gotta, in quality. I'm not saying in quality. I'm saying in like it's it's solid quality. I'm just saying like as far as like your actual Yes, well, it's, it's canon, but it feels like subcanon because most people aren't going to see that. They're just going to see like even even to an extent these live action shows are sort of subcanon. Because the live action not shows the cinematic Star Wars experiences, the live action shows, especially like Mandalorian season one and two, especially season two, really dig into some of that canon, though. Like, if you've watched um, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, and then you watch the Mandalorian season, season two, especially, you're you're like on the edge of your seat and you're like, oh my God, that's that. Oh, that, that. Cause, cause it's Dave Filoni working it. Right. And Dave Filoni loves these characters and he's 
working them into his stories. And it's, and, and it just makes them that much better because it, it makes the world feel lived in. Like these are people with common goals fight and they're, they're not a large faction of people so that they should be interacting with each other more on a more regular basis. Anyway, let's get on to the real meat of this episode and the, uh, yes, let's. the jail scenes. Uh, near the beginning of this Andor episode, is very clear at this point, his intentions. He wants to break out. He's ready. He's to definitely break made out. friends and he doesn't care who knows it. He's made friends. He's confident that the Imperials don't give a damn about people on the floor as long as they're doing their job to the point where, as the episode says, nobody's listening. And he says it a couple times. Like, nobody's listening. They don't care as long as we're working. Um, yeah. And he's he's definitely figured, they're figuring, him and whoever else is helping him, they're figuring out, like, guard um, rotations, and they're figuring out that the catwalk around the room isn't electri- electrified because the guards aren't wearing, those guards that are on it aren't wearing boots. And he's hacking away at something in the bathroom. Yeah. So they, they're working away. He's, he's, he's plotting. A plan is coming together. Yeah, whatever he's hacking away at in the bathroom, I was like... I don't know. I like. I get that he was in a rush to close it up, but it was also like, oh, you left like a little bit of, of a gap, and there's starting to be some wear and tear on that panel from where you've been opening it. Like, it's, right. this doesn't seem as discreet as it maybe should be. But the guards don't care. How often do you care. think the guards actually go down there? Oh, check out no, the bathroom. It's pris- prisoners cleaning those bathrooms for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So they're starting to figure things out and then something crazy happens. There's a blackout in the prison. It's weird. Never before thing happens. Uh, And, and it's, it's throwing everybody off. Yep. So yeah. And, uh, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. They're using yeah, their the hand signs. Their, they're saying yeah. something's happening on the second floor. Um, Andy Circus's character, Kino, is just like, everything's fine. Get in line. Straighten up. No, there's something's happened. Something's happened. And well, because Andy Circus's character trusts the system. He is. He is trusting the system. He thinks yeah. the system because he's he's only got like he's got less than a year. He's got like a hundred something days left. Yeah, he doesn't want to botch this up. His freedom is within sight, and he is not going to let anything yeah. jeopardize that. And then they they eventually find out that uh, through the hand signs uh, that the entire uh, crew, night day shift, everybody that's on floor two has been electrified. And that is why the power was went out. Not just electrified, but like killed. Killed, yeah. Yeah. They're all dead. Like it was such a draw on the the power of the the prison that there was a small blackout. That's how 
uh, efficiently they, they wanted these people dead. They wanted them dead. And we don't find out why. And that's the big question for the rest of the episode. Like, why did this happen? They, they don't know why. Nobody knows why. Kino's like, it doesn't matter why. Get back in line. And as this is all happening for the, throughout the episode, they're trying to figure this out. Poor old Olaf isn't doing well. No. And you know what? I, when this episode started, I pretty much guessed his fate. Um, and I was, I was pretty heartbroken throughout yeah. the majority <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. From scene one, he was of this episode, he wasn't looking well. And yeah, they, they try and keep him going. They try and hide him so they don't get in trouble and, or tries to cover for his slowness on the line, but it's not enough. And as they're making their way back to the bunks, he he passes out, essentially. Yeah, has a stroke. Yeah. And they bring in a medic who's a prisoner. <laughs> Even the pr- medics are prisoners. It's the whole thing's automated, man. It's just supposed yeah. to just take care of itself. Yeah, this is crazy. And this is where the big reveal comes. We get confirmation that the whole second floor dies. Yeah, and not well, only it's that. In, I I think it's important up until this point to to say that Andor has been consistently asking Andy Circus's character. Right. How many guards? How many guards? He's trying to get him from he's trying to rope Andy Circus's character in yeah. to his escapade. Yeah. As the head of the floor, he's got the most information out of any of the prisoners. Yeah, and he's trying to figure out, he's trying to like get this plan together and figure out what is feasible and what isn't. And so, yeah, he keeps asking how many guards are there on each floor? How many guards are there on yeah, each and floor? And up to this and point, Andy he Circus has No, he's, he's I, I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to help you. You need to shut up and you need to do your get job. Yourself You'll get out line. of here. Because he's caught, like we, like you said, he's confident the system will work. You play your part, you do your job, you'll get out. But then our 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 medic doctor, our medic prisoner, drops the big truth bomb on both of them. Nobody Somebody on the out. second floor was transferred there from another floor after finishing their sentence. The rest of the floor found out, and they killed them all. Yep. So you don't you don't actually leave. You just get transferred to a different floor. Yeah. Yeah. Which how do yeah. how did that not get I, out before? Because you you would think that people had been like, "Hey, I've this is my they third used to floor." Get they used to get out. Oh, right. This is the just doctor specifically says Aldani. not anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. Right. This is the first time it's happened. Somebody so finished their a, sentence and they transferred them instead of releasing them because the empire after what's happened does not release prisoners. This is it, which is adds another layer because this is just one more thing that is Andor's fault. Yeah. <laughs> is well, a result and, of Aldani. Yeah. Which you could, you could label it as Andor's fault, but it was going to happen whether Andor was there or not. 
Oh, for sure. No, but he was, it, for he sure he's feeling blame. But he'll feel blame though. Yeah. But so it's it just adds like like I was saying earlier, like the Empire is so freaking cruel. Like we get that torture thing at the beginning, and now this truth bomb. What? <laughs> like just wiping out an entire floor because as Andor says, we're the we're cheaper than droids and more expendable. Like <laughs> wow. Just yeah. Crazy. And it's crazy. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, so after they discover this, this is the moment that for me elevated this as the biggest cliffhanger, the best. Yeah. Tease, and Andy Serkis's acting here is so on point. Oh yeah. Like and you so can see the shift in his in his thought process, in his ideology. Yeah. So as they're his, walking away, Andor says again, how many guards on each floor? And Andy Serkis takes a second as they're walking. He like pauses for a second and then says, never more than 12. So good. And it was just like, okay, now we're playing ball. Now, now now shit's about to go down and and Andy Serkis is going to be pivotal in that. He is going to help this prison break. And I was just like, oh, give me more. Yeah, it's good. So that's basically the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. was this a was this a win or a fail for you, dare I ask? Uh yeah, I think this this was a win. Overall I can't I can't get over this the short scenes jumping stuff. Which I think you're exaggerating. But I don't feel it somebody somebody in the make comments uh, send messages to the movie man help somebody else has got to be on board with me here i can't be the only one that finds it distracting you're you're <laughs> I need, pandering i for need an ally right now. somebody ally with me in this <laughs> you're pandering for support <laughs> yes i need to know i feel like i'm crazy now because like you're the only one i'm really talking to about this show right now and you're you don't see a problem with it it doesn't bother you i feel i feel crazy (laughs) yeah well i'm the only one please tell me i'm not the only one it's good to be outside of outside of that uh it's 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 fun i am enjoying it yeah this episode yeah like this episode definitely continued to build off the last one did a great job kind of building that tension in that the jail and people being captive in different formats. So yeah, it was a win for me. And how about you? Uh, this may be the biggest win I've had. Really? Yeah. More than the heist. More than the heist. Yeah. Like wow. I said, I wasn't, the heist was not a, like I enjoyed it. Um, but the heist was never an episode that I was super hot on. The heist still has top notch for me in terms of episode placement. Yeah. We'll see this breakout feeling the buildup for this breakout is way better than the buildup for the, the heist episode. Like I feel like like if you were to compare the episodes building up 
to the the apex. Uh, this I feel like this pe- tension buildup is way better than the planning episodes. Right. Yeah. So no, I, loved the, the, I think the heist is going to be, or the the escape is going to be the the best episode of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Of the season. All right, sir. Wrap up this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Listen to more mm-hmm. of our stuff. We have other. You got Pete and Brady, uh, the A team, doing their thing. Uh, you can vote on stuff for what they do when they do that kind of thing. Uh, there's the movie news. Listen to that. You could like, follow, share, subscribe, all the social media stuff. We have merch. Go check out the merch. Uh, comment. Tell us what you think. Tell me that I'm not alone in thinking that the way this show is being edited isn't distracting. <laughs> or tell me that I am all alone. I don't care. If I'm all alone, then I'll die on this hill. Because <laughs> it's damn distracting for me. Anyway. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Did I miss something? No, that was that was really horrible, but I loved it. Ah, oh, beautiful. Excellent. <laughs>